Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today it is time for another happy hour. As always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. Um, what are you sipping on, Samantha? You know, I'm going to throw it back old school. Uh, I used to love Negro Modelo's and I saw them in the beer section. I was like, yeah, it's been a long time. I want that. So I got a Negro Modelo with a lime and it's delicious. Ooh, nice. Nice. Um, as of this moment, not a sponsor. <laughs> so I have some gin and lime and lemon and raspberries and um, topped it all with sparkling water because I just had, I forgot to talk about this in our traditions, cheese giving, of course. Yes. I just had cheese giving. And interestingly... This might tell you my state of mind. I gave up all control over it. Where normally I'm the one that's like, we got to get this many, we got to get these things and these things. I didn't buy anything for it. I contributed money, but I was like, do as you will. I want a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love cucumber and cheese. But I have a friend, my good friend Katie, who's been on here before. She likes to pick at me because I don't like to have snacks and she loves snacks. I don't really eat a lot of sweets. She loves sweets. So she always brings like all of these things and then leaves them here and she knows I won't eat them. But anyway, the raspberries were hers. Um, so uh. I'm trying to find ways to use up all these raspberries. There's so many raspberries. I thought you like fruit though. I do like fruit. And I used to, I actually stopped buying berries because I realized they were taking up like a significant percentage of my budget back when I used to go to the grocery store every week. The, my berry budget was huge because uh, they can get quite expensive. But I don't normally eat them by themselves anymore. So I'm just getting creative with some uses. But this has a lot of raspberries in it. Lot. Nice. It's changed the color. It's nice pinkish color. Ooh. Yeah. So today I did want to talk about thruples. This deserves a whole episode. And we've been meaning to do one for a while, especially in like poly relationships how they can look and we want to bring someone on to talk to talk to us about those things. So this is a much more personal uh, take, uh, just caveat. This is just my kind of loose research and thoughts. Because as I've mentioned lately, I have been thinking about what a relationship could look like for me as an asexual person if I ever wanted to pursue one, which I might not. And honestly, just knowing how I identify and asking these questions has felt really huge and kind of fun and exciting. I will not lie and say it's always easy because it is not. But that's been nice of kind of like expanding what I think could be, what it could be for me and that that's okay and it doesn't mean I'm a failure and all those kinds of things. Yeah, it feels like discovering something new. And actually speaking of Katie... <laughs> We were talking about thruffles and she was also like, you know, I've been thinking about that. I didn't know there's a whole dating app for thruffles specifically, <laughs> which I would love to learn more about. I would love to learn more about, but not, not today. That surprised me. But yeah, I think one of the most empowering parts of this is something we've discussed before, which is really embracing negotiation and like not taking anything for granted in what a relationship is or should look like or how you should act in one is once you step outside of heteronormative relationship scripts and everything is sort of new because we don't see it represented often. Or at least that's been, for me, it just feels, all of it feels kind of like, oh, I've, 
not sure. We need to talk about this or we need to ask about this. And this is not to say hetero couples don't negotiate. And I'm a big proponent for negotiating in general or just discussing wants and needs. But for me, I was so steeped in sex and relationships that they only looked this one way that this has been really huge, (laughs) actually. And I've been seeing this come up a lot in fan fiction, a lot in fan fiction. And it's really interesting to see how they handle the negotiations of how things of how things can look. So, as a part of all this, I think I could be in a relationship with another person and even potentially have sex with them as long as we we're on the same page. Um, now that I know that all the stuff that was frankly terrifying me about it before, again, I'm still like, there's a lot I'm untangling uh, in all of this conversation with myself. <laughs> Which, yes, I do talk to myself a lot during the pandemic. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Sometimes I talk to myself in front of other people still. I love masks because at <laughs> grocery stores, I'm talking yes. to myself the entire time. And I figured that out when I was like, why? What? Because I was like, <laughs> the sensation of feeling that mask closer up when you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad I'm wearing a mask. And this may be another reason why I will always wear masks from now on because I've gotten into the habit of talking to myself in public. Yeah. Yeah. When I was home for Thanksgiving, I was talking to myself in front of my mom and brother and they'd be like, what are you talking to us? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> this is a miscommunication between my partner and I often where I'm whispering to myself and he's getting mad that I'm trying to have a conversation with him. And I'm like, I'm talking to myself. Let me be. <laughs> <laughs> Me and myself need a conversation. <laughs> um, so yes, I am talking to myself out loud about some of these things. And yeah, we have been talking about some of the, this conversation recently with with our book club on Dubcon and on Ace, where you know if if I don't ever want to have sex again ever, then that's fine too. So it would have to be something that I wanted and was okay with, and that is that's hard for me as someone who is always convinced people are one annoyance away from realizing that I'm not worth keeping around and tossing me out of their life. So that these are just very preliminary thoughts that I'm having, as I do have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. <laughs> and also, yeah, the feelings that I should have sex and I should want to have sex. So I'm going to have to work on that. And then, yeah, it's Samantha that I were talking like TMI probably, but I, I think that I might have some kind of sexual dysfunction because I actually have a lot of pain. Like every time I've tried to have sex or even like inserting tampons, I have a lot of pain. And it, it could be trauma. I don't know. But there's something there too. But I do think that maybe I could work in a thruple, um, which is also called a triad or a closed triad or a relationship, which is a combination of the word couple and three with thruple. I always spelled it differently, but there are a couple spellings that are accepted. But yeah, essentially it refers to a three-way relationship. And it differs from a threesome, which is exclusively sexual, and that there are romantic and or emotional connections. It is also not the same as an open relationship. It involves three consenting adults who agree to be in a relationship with each other. A throuple can be closed or open. If it's open, members of the relationship can pursue sex with people outside the throuple if they desire. And this is all very bare bones 
Um, I would like to return and talk about it more in depth later. Um, there are a few main ways a thruple can come together. A pre-existing couple decides to actively seek out a third member. A pre-existing couple finds someone organically, or three people come together simultaneously. Experts stress the, the key to making a thruple work, especially for couples considering it, is a healthy relationship with excellent communication. Um, if you're seeking out a third person because your relationship is struggling, that is not so great. That's not going to be good for anybody. Both members must be equally enthusiastic about it and share a similar vision about how it will look while also allowing for the needs and wants of the third person. Also, to be aware of couple privilege and advantage and hierarchies that can happen. Technically, you're trying to manage four relationships, the people and then the group relationship at large. So it's a lot of communication. <laughs> very, very important. While the term thruple first appeared as early as 1994 and other related terms like menage a trois far before then, it was popularized in 2014 when it was featured in a story on the Colbert Report. Other notable instances are a 2017 episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, the 2018 Netflix show Insatiable, and the 2020 Netflix show Tiger King. But these are just a few examples. Outside of pop culture, um, a gay thruple in California made history by listing three dads on a birth certificate in 2017. So, while, like, I, I think I could do this, I will admit there are several aspects that make me nervous about it. The stereotypical knee-jerk reaction that it's just men wanting more women in sex. I know it's not true. I know it's not always true, at least. <laughs> and it's a stereotype. But I have that. I don't, I'm not somebody who typically gets jealous. Um, but I am insecure. And I know that. And so I, I, like those insecurities again of like, I think it would be hard for me not to get my head about being not the preferred partner, not the better partner, all those things that are not healthy and will not work in this situation. <laughs> and while a thruple does require a lot of communication, it's not um, necessarily easy. There are definitely benefits to it. And I read a lot of couples and thruples writing about it and all of the benefits they got from it. And it was really nice. So it's just something I've been, I've been curious about and thinking on and imagining how that could, how that could look. But I like thinking about these new ways relationships can appear. Again, I might not ever want one. I'm just kind of like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think your fan fiction may uh, bring new ideas for you sometimes. It does. It does. <laughs> and you know what? Like, it's so funny because I'm so, I'll be so reticent about things because I don't normally read romance and, and I don't normally read especially like sexual. But so many of the stories have, that have romance and sexual relationships have the thing that I actually do like, which is emotional caring for each other. Right, so a right. lot of times I get like in that story, even though it's not what I want, and then I'm fine with it. But it's just... It's funny to me how often I'll be like, I never read romance. And then if you look at all the stories I've read, they're probably romance. But yep. it's like not. <laughs> it's I like that emotional caring aspect, which can be very romantic. Mm -hmm. But because of that, through that, and because of the pandemic, and, you know, I've just had to, I well, had to, I've read stories I normally wouldn't have read. And things I would have been like, never, I'll never read this thruple. And then I'm like, oh, I like this thruple. <laughs> I like that they're negotiating and they're talking it out. I like this, how they're having these deep conversations. Um, so I think you're right, Samantha. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> and it's okay. It is okay, yes. Um, well, cheers to you. 
Cheers. Cheers to you listeners. As always, if you have any topics that you think we should tackle, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 